All right, guys, welcome to Property Profits Podcast. I'm your co-host, Bryce Kaminsky, filling in for Dave Dubow. And tonight on the show, I've got a young man who has put up some big numbers, six figures in his first year as a wholesaler. Um, you know, people say, oh, it's easy to do wholesaling and stuff, but break six figures in a year and come back and talk to me. Uh, Gunnar Morgan, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. I mean... I'm a huge wholesale fan. Um, I love the business, selling paper, um, the acquisitions, the hunt, hunters find deals, and then you make the money, sell the meat. So, yep. how did you how did you get into that business? What drew you? Like, uh, you know, it's not an obvious thing for a young guy to go, "Hey, I'm gonna start wholesaling." So, how did you get into the business? Yeah, yeah. So, um, getting into it, uh, I would say. In 2020 is when I first heard of it. It was mm -hmm. on TikTok. Uh, Mr. King Kong himself, the wholesale guru. Um, I saw a couple of his TikToks, had no idea what it was. Um, I thought it was just, you know, go on PropStream, buy a couple lists, and then, you know, you're making money. Mm -hmm. It's not that easy. So um, I tried PropStream out for the seven-day free trial, had no idea what it was, and then just kind of threw it off. And then as the year kept going, saw more and more TikToks. Um, I ended up coming across someone who was local to me. He was about 45 minutes away. He was wholesaling and, and he was, uh, yeah, yeah, it was in Atlanta and, uh, um, he was getting pretty big. So I gave him a follow on Instagram, shot him a DM and, um, he was in the process of scaling his business. So he didn't have time to teach me. Um, and come 2021, I saw that he posted on his Instagram story that he was hiring and I had no idea he was hiring for a lead, lead manager. I had no idea what a lead manager was, but I was like, why not? I want to get into it. I feel like this is a great shot. So, um, I applied, got the job and basically got paid to learn the whole ins and outs of real estate. Nice. So yeah, that's, it's kind of how I got started. I just went in and someone taught me and to make some money at the same time was was great so what what did you find to be the uh you know your unfair advantage in the business you know what comes easy to you that other people might find difficult yeah so actually when i first started working with the company i had no idea what i was doing like no idea whatsoever um, they were like, yeah, you're just going to call these sellers and you're going to set up appointments for our acquisitions team. And if it goes under contract and we end up selling it, we'll pay you 5% commission. So I was like, oh, this is going to be easy. Mm -hmm. And so um, come to find out it was not that easy. It was actually very, very hard for me to get started. And it took me four months to get my first deal um, under contract with the company. Um, so... After about four months of learning everything, that's when I started um, reading more books on sales and watching more YouTube videos and how I can get better at sales. Um, and I basically just became obsessed with learning how to talk to these people and um, eventually became top sales within the company and learned how to do it. Plus on my own, like learning as well. So that was probably... My strong suit now is definitely talking to people, I would say. Yeah, so that 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 does sound like the natural progression, you know. So there's people go in two directions from that point. Either they quit or they get better. 
So what did yeah. you what did you attribute your best growth position um, in talking to people? Like, what was it? A program, a book, uh, a mentor? What was it that you know got you that edge to really break through that ceiling that that difficult moment? Yeah. So um, in the company, uh, um, the owner was kind of he had like a mentorship with Steve Trang, and Steve Trang had us get on this coaching call every Wednesday and I would just take notes and, you know, learn how to uh, build rapport with sellers also like match their tonality. And um, basically at the end of the day, you're just communicating with another human and you have to convince this person to trust you to buy their house over the phone. Yeah. And basically it sounds so bizarre just to say, Oh yeah, sell me your house. You know, I'm a random guy off the street. Um, so building that trust with another human and just having a conversation at the end of the day was how I came to, you know, figure out that that's probably the easiest way to go about it. Nice. Yeah. Closing over the phone. That, that's a whole other thing. Cause then you, oh, you've yeah. never even seen it. So a lot of times wholesaling is like people are like local, they go in and knocking on doors or going to see it. So you're pretty much um, buying and selling contracts uh, in the air, which is awesome. Congratulations! Yeah, thank so, you, thank you. Um, what are you What are you doing now? Yeah, so um, I'm still wholesaling. Come the end of 2022, um, I left that company and mm -hmm. decided I was going to do my own thing and build my own team, and that's that's what I'm doing at the moment. I'm basically just wholesaling um, in four different markets to, you know, make some quick cash and then eventually invest that into uh, long-term rentals. Yeah. Quick cash, but you gotta, you're going to need more help. Um, it sounds like, so what, what's the ideal candidate for the help you're looking for? Um, as of right now, I have um, one lead manager and then I have a cold caller who is cold calling the leads that from lists that I pull. And then I'm also running Facebook ads. Mm -hmm. um, so what I'm looking to do in the next, you know, two to three months is hire two more lead managers that can dial um, the leads from the, that the cold caller pushes to me. And mm -hmm. then also we're upping our ad spend on Facebook. So I'm going to get a lot more volume there and I'll be looking for a lead manager to hire for that position too. So what uh, type of person? Because what what I found was the people who come into real estate typically have no experience. They're just like, right. I need change. So they're looking for change. What What's some like soft skills or something like that that you would like to see the people um, that are looking to work for you or with you? What are some like experiences, experience points or something that you would find interesting or valuable for your business? Honestly, man, I would say no, no um, experience, honestly, because I feel like I'm good enough. I'm obviously not the best, but I'm definitely good enough to teach these people the ways that I was taught. And I came from no experience, had no idea what wholesaling was, really knew nothing about real estate, knew none of the terms or anything. Mm -hmm. And um, the way I was taught, was just have a growth mindset. You know, if you can see yourself doing this, then, 
you know, I, I think that's the only skill set you need. Yeah, the growth mindset. I had call center experience. So being on the phone didn't scare me. Calling real estate agents didn't scare me. Nice. So call center experience is one thing I look for to to for people when I'm looking to bring them in. But I think most important, like you said, it's it's growth mindset. Someone who's like willing to do what it takes and learn what it what it takes to to do this to really um you know break that you know break that thing because it's hard and then all of a sudden it's like aha yeah now I now I got it so you can really you know break through that ceiling but you gotta like persevere um you know over time so mm -hmm. let's let's shift gears a little bit and let's talk about any sort of um let's talk about the obstacles involved so you you left the company um for whatever reason what's the biggest obstacle that you're facing other than the hiring right now um we had talked before the show about other markets and things like that so what's the biggest obstacle facing your growth um in 2023 uh biggest obstacle um of this year is when i went into texas because i was in the texas market mm -hmm. i didn't have any contacts out there my only contacts I had were in Georgia. I had a couple of contacts in Florida and then I had one contact in North Carolina. And then I just, I heard online that Texas market was going insane. So I was like, mm -hmm. Oh, why not just try Texas? You know? So I feel like I went a little too wide. Um, and majority of the ad spend was in Texas because it's so big. Um, I was getting deals in the middle of nowhere. I had no idea where they were close to the border of Mexico where I have no idea who's buying out there. Um, and for a month, I, I would say it was about a month or two. I was getting nothing but Texas leads and I had no idea how to price it. I didn't have MLS access. Um, so that was a big turning point where I was like, okay, look, I'm spending X amount of dollars and not getting any return. Um, we definitely have to cut back some. And um, that and not being local to Texas and not having any connections out there, that was a huge obstacle. Yeah. Did you end up making a trip out to Texas to like bang, banging uh -huh. around or you just said, nah, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. I just, uh, I was just like, you know what? I'm not a big fan of it. I don't like how I can't really see the prices online because it's a disclosure state or a non-disclosure state. One of those. Yeah, It's, it's, it's um, a little bit of blinded. Yeah. Yeah, so you can't see what houses have been selling for unless you have MLS access, which I don't. Um, so yeah, I just I just said, you know what, let's let's not let's not mess with Texas anymore. Yeah, I remember I went out there in 2016 and we just pulled like uh we met an agent, a top agent, and they gave us like a list of something like 20 or 30 properties. And we just set the GPS and drove for like three days to figure out like what's worth what. So that's an interesting, really? yeah, it's an interesting learning experience because, um, you know, I'm a, I'm from Canada, you know, we're, we're from Canada here and we're every, we have no disclosure, like everything's blinded. So we have to do it that way every day. Every wow. way is exactly like the states that you hate, the ones that you're, you find difficult to work in, that's every single yeah. province in, in, in Canada. So um, it wasn't anything new to us. We just went down there and put the GPS on and drove up and looked at the house and said, Oh, this is what $196,000 looks like in Denton, uh, <laughs> Texas, you know? 
So yeah. So where's the where's the focus now? You said you shifted to um, I think you had mentioned Alabama, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I have uh uh, it's going pretty good. We've gotten we just shifted this month. Um Mm -hmm. it was like three weeks ago. We've gotten a good amount of leads already in um Alabama, but -hmm. we haven't closed anything out there yet. But the reason we switched is because I have two or I think three connections in Alabama. Mm -hmm. Um One's in Birmingham. He's a huge buyer. And so, you know, if I can feed these buyers deals and I can also profit from that, then, you know, that's perfect. So where do you see yourself at 32? You know, a lot of times I don't ask that question because everyone's already 32, but tell me what 10 years from now, what ideally you'd like to see your real estate. Are you still doing real estate? And if so, what type? That's a great question. 10 years from now. Um, I definitely see myself as a multi-million dollar investor. Um, My thought process now is, you know, that's 10 years down the road. So in the next 10 years, I'll definitely own over a hundred rentals. That's the goal. Cause my goal with wholesaling is just using it as a channel to bring in cash to invest in the long-term rentals um, in section eight property. Um, so that's kind of the main goal. So definitely 10 years down the road, having over a hundred rentals, maybe keeping the wholesaler business going, but you know, we'll, we'll see how that goes when, when the time comes, but as of right now, just using it as a channel to invest in uh, cash flowing rentals. Awesome. Awesome. So, you know, you are relatively, uh, young in comparison to a lot of the investors that are in the game. Not to say that there's anything wrong with that, but how do you navigate that when raising capital? You know, you go to a guy, he's like 55 or 65 and you're like, uh, you know, how do you navigate the age? Um, what's the word? Discrimination. How do you navigate the discrimination of being a young man in, in a, in a business of, of people that are typically older than you? I think just, um, you know, showing them my track record of, you know, what I've done in such a short amount of time. Um, I mean, I turned 23 next week and I've made six figures in my first full year wholesaling. Um, and that is coming from not really knowing what I'm doing and just kind of trying it. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely have, you know, a clear vision of what I'm doing, but it's also, you know, I never hired a mentor or a like a guru, so to say, to teach me the ins and outs. I just worked for a company mm-hmm. and learned the ins and outs, but there's still things that come up daily that, you know, I have to ask people like, oh, what do I do when this happens? Um, but yeah, I would just say definitely my track record with what I've done in such a short amount of time, even, you know, being 22 years old. So you'd mentioned that you, um, and just for people listening at home, it's not like he hasn't raised money, guys. This guy's already raised uh, what was it? To just shy of a three hundred thousand dollars for a flip that you did in um, blanking on where it was, but I, I think I got it was in uh, Leland. Right? Yeah, it was. Go. We raised two ten, um, so it was close. We uh, we actually listed the property. It was a wholesale transaction, but we listed it on the MLS. Um, and basically, how we do that is just with this process called a novation, um, but. In North Carolina, it's different than Georgia. I couldn't be written into the special stipulation section to where I could collect my 
assignment fee yeah. that way. Um, so we had to double close on the transaction. And basically I reached out to a bunch of lenders that um, were known through kind of the investor community. And they basically told me, oh no, you have to put this much down for us to lend you this much. Mm -hmm. I was like, man, what am I going to do? So I reached out to one of my buddies who had a really good private lender that he said he always used. Um, and I asked her and she first said no. At first she was like, no, wait until you have a buyer lined up. Um, so we went through the listing process. We ended up getting a cash buyer at 260 and I was under contract with the seller at 210. Um, so this private lender brought 210 to the table and we closed the transaction made, I think it was shy of like 42 grand after all commissions and everything. Um, but yeah, that was the first one I did. And that was in Leland, North Carolina. Nice, nice. So um, as far as acquisitions goes, what what do you look for when buying property to wholesale? What's your you know criteria when you're out there looking? Yeah, so the typical um, you know, wholesaler is ugly houses, right? Um mm -hmm. My Facebook ads, we do run like, oh, we'll buy ugly houses. We buy ugly houses um, and things like that. But um, right now, when we're sh since we're shifting into cold calling, I'm going into the hedge fund space. Um, I have a connection with a guy who works with a ton of hedge funds, um, and he sent me their buying criteria. So now we're marketing strictly to that buying criteria um, when it comes to what the hedge funds are looking for. Mm -hmm. um, but let's say you know a property is in somewhat decent condition. Um, and, you know, they're asking slightly above um, what we could sell it to a cash buyer for. Luckily, I've learned the process of novations and an MLS strategy and also have resources of private lenders where we can wholetail it, which is basically just taking it down with private money and then relisting it. Mm -hmm. um, so it really, we're looking for all sorts of properties. It really doesn't matter, you know, the condition, the size, the age of it, we're looking for all sorts of properties because we have multiple different ways to sell those deals. Nice. So, yeah, I mean, we could talk about this all day, but um, you've got wholesales to do and, you know, time flies when you're having fun. So if people want to, you know, get a hold of you, they want to work with you, they want to, you know, talk with you in that regards or even work for you, you know, start working into your 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 business there. Uh, how do they find out more? How do they connect with you? What should they do? Yeah. So, um, I'm pretty active on Instagram. Um, my Instagram is just first name, last name, Gunner Morgan with two N's. And then, yeah, spell um, it for the people in the car, because they're going to miss that. They're going to think it's an ER. So it's, yeah, it's A-R, G-U-N-N-A-R. And then, and then Morgan with two N's at the end. Um, I'm pretty Perfect. active on there. I sometimes post deal breakdowns on TikTok. Um, and you, the link to my TikTok is in my Instagram. Um, so yeah, if you guys want to get in touch with me, if you guys have any, um, experience in real estate or have no experience at all and want to get started you know, shoot me a DM on Instagram, I'm pretty responsive. Yeah. Instagram is the spot these days, especially for, uh, it's like the new business card. So yeah, yeah. I really appreciate you having you, having you on the show. And, uh, I think people are going to get a lot out of, you know, the belief that, Hey. You're never too young to get started. 
I wish I would have got started sooner, but the second best time, it's the cliche real estate statement, is now, guys. So if you want to get started, get started. And I really appreciate your time, Gunnar. Awesome. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. Awesome. Until next time, guys, we'll catch you on the next episode.